Hi, I'm Rachel Monteleone and welcome to Kittypedia, the podcast. I'm not an expert. However, I do speak with them with the view of providing you with expert information and advice to help you be the best parent that you can be. Together, let's give children the life they deserve and a positive future. Hello and welcome. While the world around us is forever evolving, changing and growing, and technology has most definitely accelerated this for our generation these last few years. And as much as we love new experiences, something has to be said about the feeling of nostalgia and the long to relive feelings, emotions and long gone moments from our childhood. But what if you could combine the two? Well, today we're here to discuss a new initiative that is just that. Now, if you're a parent that was part of an old school book club uh, back in the day in our childhood and or is still part of a traditional book club today and you would love to introduce the concept and the benefits of a book club to your children, then this chat is for you. Now, you may have heard that Messenger by Facebook recently launched Messenger Kids, a new and free video chat and messaging app that helps kids connect with friends and family in a fun, parent-controlled space, which we know, of course, is so important. Now, to help parents encourage their kids to engage in reading, Booktopia has teamed up with Messenger Kids to show parents how to set up and run a successful virtual Kids Book Club. So to help to talk to us about this today, we welcome our special guest, Sarah McDawling, Booktopia Category Manager for Kids and Young Adult Books. Thank you so much for joining us. How are you? Oh, it's a pleasure. Thanks for inviting me um, as a guest on your podcast. (laughs) Wonderful. Now, before we get stuck into all of this, because I want to hear all about it, I wanted to acknowledge we published your article titled Messenger Kids and Booktopia are reinventing the kids book club virtually. Now, for someone who hasn't read the article yet, can you please tell us what it's about? And of course, just what inspired you to write it? Uh, Okay, so... um, The article basically just outlines some suggestions and ideas for how you could manage running a book club for your child Mm -hmm. um, virtually. Uh, I guess inspiration-wise, it was an opportunity that was brought to us by Facebook. And at the time that the conversation happened, uh, as at the moment, you know, lots of the country was in lockdown and... um, I guess the focus was on how to maintain connections with people when you can't see them in person. And so uh, it just seems like a really good thing to put out there for parents who might have had their kids stuck at home during lockdown, um, not connected with their friends. um, And if you're looking for ways to inspire them to read as opposed to be um, watching movies or, you know, doing puzzles or <laughs> all the other activities that are available to you at home. It just seemed just seemed like a, a good thing to put out there in the world at, at that time and the partnership came along and so we wrote the article. 
Love it. And there are a range of benefits um, of being part of a book club that include, uh, you know, developing a commitment to reading, which is really important, of course, um, meeting new friends mm-hmm. and developing a community spirit. Um, and book clubs can also just give you a push to finish reading that book as well, which sometimes can be challenging. But I'd love to know from your perspective, you know, what are the benefits of a virtual book club? Well, um, I think of, of- it's the same as, as any book club. As you mentioned, um, you can get encouragement. If you, if you are a kid who maybe isn't, if you're trying to encourage your child to read more and they haven't got a natural curiosity to read and you're trying to encourage it. And if, you know, having their friends part of it as a, a group activity can really help because then it promotes discussion with their friends and also with their family um, and you, there's all kinds of book clubs as well. You might envision this would be a book club for your child and their friends, but it could also be a way to stay in contact with relatives, mm. um, particularly grandparents um, who would ordinarily be hoping to read to their grandchildren in person. But if it's not possible at the moment, um, then something like a, a virtual book club with family, uh, if they're distant from you, um, is just so important. There's, I mean, you've I doubt that there's anyone listening to your podcast who doesn't already understand the benefits of reading for children. Of course, um, yeah. It's such a, such a key thing and I, I feel like it's a moot point and I don't have to sell that to anyone who's who's already listening to your yeah. podcast and knows this very well. But um, it is just so, I, I, I just think the age that you encourage kids to read is so important. Like uh, having books around and having books as part of your like family discussions even if this is I mean I'm here to specifically promote this virtual book club but just generally speaking um discussing books around the table with your kids or during family time um giving books as gifts uh not just within the family but when you're shopping for gifts for your child to give other children I think sometimes books get a rap for being a bit of a dull present when you've got so many other options out there but all of these are just little ways um, to make books a valuable part of a child's life so that they absolutely um, yeah they place importance on them and and value them and then go through life with that love of books so a book club is I just think it's a great way, however you choose to do it, I think it's an amazing way to get your kid thinking about books, not just as something that they go off in a corner and quietly enjoy by themselves, even though that's true, but also as something that they can talk about the same way that you would talk about your favourite TV show with your friends or Mm -hmm. your toy that you got or, like, you know, all of the things that excite and inspire inspire children <clears throat> sorry I'm like no, talking so much I'm getting, no, I actually I remember giving my nephew actually <laughs> some books as part of his uh Christmas present last year also so I think it's a great great present to give um and I think you know this initiative is a great way to help families um and you know friends stay connected and you know as you were mentioning before yeah. reading undoubtedly can be fun um and you know, an imaginative activity which opens up a whole new world and encourages you know kids to develop their their lang- language and literacy and brain development uh, and book clubs and are empathy the, yeah absolutely um, very important for the, kids to, be able to understand how to develop empathy yeah 
Yeah, there's been so many really interesting studies showing that reading fiction from a young age highly develops those skills to put yourself in someone else's shoes and consider the goals and feelings of another person, um, which is the building blocks to be a compassionate and empathetic adult. So, like, I say it's never too early to get your kids reading fiction. I completely, I, I, I support that wholeheartedly. And, you know, some parents made themselves have not been taught um, empathy. Um, there are a lot of adults that, that haven't been taught that, but it's not to say that they their children can't learn and books are a great way if, if parents are not sure how to teach children, the, you know, the life lesson of empathy and how to, um, you know, have that into the day-to-day life. I think books are a wonderful opportunity to do that. But I was just <laughs> going to say book clubs, albeit, you know, virtual or traditional can also help to improve writing skills and, and, and sort of gain new perspectives also, don't you think? A hundred percent. There's just, there's countless evidence and studies that prove, um, there was one actually a few years ago, I remember, oh gosh, this is, I'm just talking ad hoc. So if anyone wants to know more about this study, I believe it was done by um, ANU and it was a few years, maybe 2018 or so. Mm -hmm. They did a study that looked at the effects specifically on adolescents, but I think this kind of applies to um, all all children Mm -hmm. of growing up in a house with books in it versus growing up in a house where there aren't just books lying around. And they found that up until the number of 80, so um, from one book to 80 books in your house, there was like a surge in improvement in all of those things that you mentioned, so comprehension, empathy, literacy, and even numeracy skills um, exponentially improved up to about the number of 80 books in your home. After that amount, it doesn't improve that much. So if you're thinking of putting together a home library and you're wondering how many books should I put in this home library, I'd say 80 is a really good number because, um, you know, and obviously that's not, it's not possible for everyone to have a large home library, but the the undeniable fact is having books around and being in a household where books are discussed and valued and enjoyed has untold benefits for kids. So if you're not in a position to have a lot of books in your home, there's so many ways around that. Like the books can be gotten electronically, obviously, but you could also just make excursions to your local library part of um, part of your kids' routine so that they always, they grow up Actually, you know, you might argue that leaving the house on an excursion to go to a place with books in it places more value on the books than if they're they're lying around at home. I don't know if that's yeah, that's just no. There's some great points, and and you know, just uh, talking about book clubs. Uh, again, you know, they have been around for hundreds of years to help build the feeling of community between like-minded individuals to discuss, you know, their thoughts and just gain new perspectives in general. Um, I'd love to know from your perspective, why do you believe it is so important to instill a love of books for children in this digital age then? Well, because books are ideas and if there's anything a parent wants for their child, I think it's they want to broaden their minds and make them, you know, as equip them as well as possible for life, which means having those skills to um, to communicate and to empathise 
and to imagine and dream. Um, I can't, I actually can't think of anything more important. And so we live in a world that's becoming increasingly bound together by screens and increasingly digital. And because when you're, when you're on the internet, um, there's so much to do besides read. There's so much video content and, um, you know, it's so easy if you view books as uh, like entertainment for kids, there is a lot of competition out there for how to entertain your kids. It's kind of much easier to let them watch TV shows or play video games, both of which have value. And I'm not one to say that those things are evil because I think that storytelling is important in all of its forms. And I think kids can learn a lot from playing video games and watching TV shows, but books trump both of those things in terms of engaging the mind and um, infusing like those those skills that we mentioned uh, they're just I think I'm not a scientist but I'm going to say it's better to read than to do those things yeah it's important to do them so because reading is pretty much in competition with other forms of um, entertainment when you're on the internet I think you might have to just go to that bit of extra effort to ensure that books are getting a look in when your kids are on a screen. Yeah. So um, I think it's, it's, we can't not have them on screens, right? That's just not the world we live in. You can do your utmost to limit their screen time. And I think everyone's got a different opinion about when children should be exposed to screens and and when they should be exposed. Totally agree. And, you know, as children grow older, um, I mean, even as, as young as sort of two and three children are on screens now um, and, you know, reading competes with many screen related activities, but this particular book club is combining the two, I guess, would you say? Yes, I think it's trying to find a way to, um, to, to keep books as a focus when your kid is interacting with people via screens which yes. for many people at the moment is just non-negotiable like their yeah. kids doesn't have a choice they have to interact with people on screens and so one of the ways in which you can do that is taking a more traditional template like the the book club template where everyone reads the same book and then has like discussions and, and question points and stuff and just do it virtually because I mean, we're lucky at the moment that it is possible to mm-hmm. to do that. And, um, you know, last time there was a worldwide pandemic, people couldn't communicate with each other via screen. So I just think, yeah, there's a whole world of ways that you can spend your time on the internet and on screens. And as a parent, just I can't imagine how daunting it would be to th- to try and figure out which ways to expose to your children because it's a quagmire out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, the, the, yeah, the good thing about this method that struck me when the idea was first presented to me is that you've got children, they know that Facebook exists, they might not have accounts yet, but they know it's a thing and they want to interact with people on it. And this um, Messenger Kids app is 100% controlled by parents so you download the app and then you have visibility on what's going on and your kid gets to feel, you know, connected. And um, if they've been longing and bugging to get on social media, this is a really safe way 
for those kids aged like six to 12 um, to start interacting with their friends online in a really safe, monitored Socially distanced way. (laughs) And I think we all agree how important it is for children to open their minds and read books much more often and often their reading skills contribute to you know of course their success in school work and and later on in life as well so a virtual book club is a a great way for parents to entice children to read as you just mentioned Um, and you know whilst we are still wanting to stay home to stay safe in in most cases now it, it is a great socially distanced um, activity to keep the kids sort of still engaged with their friends um, and sort of educating their, their hearts and minds at the same time. Um, but, you know, look, you did sort of mention at the start of the chat that the, the advantages of, of reading, of course, are so well documented. But just, just if you could maybe just highlight, I'd love to know what you think and what do you see as being the advantages, advantages of kids reading um, much more often? I just think, I mean... It improves vocabulary. It's the brain is like a muscle and you use more brain power reading because you have to imagine everything that you're comprehending when you read. It's not it's not being served up to you like yes. when you watch a movie, they they just it's like downloading it into your brain, right? But when you read, you have to imagine all of that. And so if you imagine the brain as a muscle, reading is a much better workout for that muscle than any other method of delivering a story, um, except perhaps maybe having a story read to you. <laughs> like, Of course. Um, and, of course, you know, reading builds your child's imagination, increases their vocabulary and helps them to develop, you know, critical um, and social sort of communication skills that will definitely help them prepare for, you know, work and sort of later on in life as well. What do you think? Yeah, I, I agree 100%. And I think a great way to sort of think about this is if, you think of the brain as a muscle, then um, reading is a much better workout for that muscle than than most other forms of entertainment like movies or TV shows, even video games, because those methods kind of serve everything up to you. You don't have to visualise anything. It's a visual, it's a visual method of storytelling. Um, and, like, I loved TVs, I think there's great TV out there at the moment for kids. There's great movies as well. But if you don't make sure that your child is reading at least as often as they're watching shows and TVs and playing video games, that muscle is going to get weaker and they won't be able to imagine and be creative in their thinking as easily as a child who reads often. Mm. And as we mentioned earlier, it's it's really important for social skills and developing empathy as well. Reading puts you in the mind of, of someone other than yourself. You have to identify with the character other than yourself who might have a really different life than yours and a different point of view than yours. And getting kids comfortable with reading so that it's not a chore, it's something they enjoy doing when they're young, just equips them with such an advantage over over kids that don't it's just oh yeah yeah couldn't agree why why deprive your kid of that advantage (laughs) (laughs) yeah and reading can sort of um also help um children i think talking about empathy but um become more emotionally literate i guess with both good and bad emotions um and this in turn can i guess help them become more open to just maybe talking more freely about their feelings as well as well do you think 
definitely would increase emotional intelligence without question. And it's also a, a good way to introduce concepts to kids that they might be a bit too young to grasp without the help of a story, like um, questions about morals and, and things that, you know, you don't necessarily want to sit down your six-year-old and have an intense philosophical discussion about what is right versus wrong and what's good versus evil. But, you know, if you tell them a story or if you allow them to read a book or read to them and then afterwards discuss points in the book or just ask them questions and see what they took away from it, you can have the most amazing discussions and you start sort of reinforcing a, a, a like moral groundwork, right? If you have made sure that their little heads have been stuffed full of stories that teach them what you feel are the right building blocks of a, of a moral compass, um, then, then they've got that framework there. They can go out into the world and see things and they're equi- equipped to make those decisions like, I don't think that's right or I I, lo- I do think that's right. Mm-hmm. Um, and and uh, speaking about studies as well, there was a study in the UK not long ago by the Institute of Education that showed that um, reading for pleasure can increase a child's cognitive development across many areas, including 9.9 advantage, 9.9% advantage in mathematics. So this is something that it's not even just from English uh, skills um, as well, it, it, it's helping to other like, um, other subjects. That means in mathematics, which is incredible. I'd love to know what your thoughts are on that. Yeah, I've I've read that too, and it always interests me. Speaking personally, I've always um, I've felt that I love words and reading, and maths has never been a great skill of mine. But um, so in my head, and I don't know, maybe others out there who are listening might feel the same way. I think people fall into the habit of thinking of those two things as really separate. Mm. Um, You're either good at maths or you're good at English or maybe you're good at both. But there's a, a tendency to separate those two skills. But the thing you find as you grow older is that to, because I'm now in a job that requires me to use a lot of maths and um the thing you find as you're older is that if you, maths is creative and you need to have those, it, it goes back to the muscle being a brain. If you've built your brain muscle up, yes. yep. yeah, then it's going to improve your skills across all intellectual spheres. It's mm-hmm. not just, if, if your brain muscle is strong through reading, then your brain muscle is strong for maths and it's strong for science and it's yeah. strong for whatever it is you choose to do. Um, and look, overall, I think so. I can see the domino effect. And reading undoubtedly can be a fun and imaginative activity, as we were saying earlier too, which opens up a whole world of new opportunities, encourages kids to develop their language, their literacy, and just their brain development overall. And sometimes it just takes, you know, it takes just to find the right book. Do you find that sometimes? A hundred percent. It's one of the first tips I give to people when they're, they're asking how because it's just a question you hear so often like my kid is not interested in reading they don't like it I feel like I have to force them it feels like homework to them um they just don't like it and you know that's fair because there are people out there who maybe are never going to be avid readers or enthusiastic readers um it's it's something you know everyone has their interests but 
what I always say is books across every single subject. So if you have a child who's really not into books, what are they into? And then find a book about that and give it to them because it just might be that they're thinking about books incorrectly. And if they've only been handed books that sort of deal with characters and subjects that really aren't in line with their interests, then, of course, they're going to find reading a really boring thing to do. And, so and why do you I guarantee... That, but, you know, get into the online book clubs. Like, why do you think the online book clubs will be sticking around then for the better? I mean, this is something that... Um, combining I guess that that exposure to screens and and all of the benefits as well but why do you think that it's, it's necessarily going to work and it's going to work for the long term do you think? Well it's an interesting question because often people ask just being in the being a bookseller um, people ask oh are ebooks going to um, destroy print books like how long will it be until everyone's only got ebooks and there's no print books anymore And, I mean, maybe one day that's going to happen, but I think it's really far off because at the moment we've seen booms in sales of physical print books and the sale of digital has been fairly flat and I think that's kind of industry-wide. I mean, it's certainly true of Booktopia. Our digital sales are maybe make up about 10% of the whole business, Um, And we have seen no sign that people are not interested in buying physical books anymore, quite the opposite. And so I think when it comes to a a virtual book club, I just feel that I don't, I, I feel that books aren't going anywhere, particularly kids' books, particularly picture books, because it's much better to read a picture book to your child holding the physical book and turning the pages than it is to attempt that on a device, anyone who's tried, I'm sure will agree. Mm. Um, when you're showing a young child illustrations, you can't beat the experience of a physical picture book at this point. I don't know, maybe technology will change and they'll find a way to make it better. But at the moment, unquestionably in kids' books, particularly picture books, the physical books are trumping electronic books. Um, so I don't know if... I don't know if I'm suggesting that virtual book clubs are the future, but it is a way to manage having a book club if the people that you want to talk to, if it's hard for them to all get together, you know, in the one place. You can do this from home and you can do it at a time that suits you. So if you can imagine trying to wrangle however many kids are in this book club into one spot and they're all excited it's be little like a kid's birthday party. You can't not, you're not going to be able to get those kids to sit down and calmly talk about the book they read, <laughs> like in a in a social situation. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe a teacher could get them to do it, but, but if you're just running this with your friends and their children, you know it's actually in a way easier to do it at a time of your choosing, perhaps at a time that you wouldn't ordinarily go to a friend's house, like if if this is a good like winding down activity towards the end of the day when you're trying to get the kids to calm down a little bit and start thinking about the process of bedtime 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess whether parents are looking for an activity for the whole family or to do together while, as you just said, you know, socially distancing or a fun idea as a long distance play date. Um, it's even a great way for grandparents, as you said earlier on, to read a bedtime story yeah. to their grandkids or simply just a rainy day activity. Um, you know, I guess a, a virtual book club sounds like a great idea. Um, and they do promote the love of uh, literature and positive nurturing environment that all kids need Um, and my understanding is the purpose of any club really is to bring a community together and to learn and to discuss something that matters to everyone and a book club is really no different Um, so I'd love to know from your perspective why do you think it's important to integrate reading into kids social time well all activities that are done in groups and in communities um, are so vital to people's development and to people's quality of life. Like, regardless of your age, if you're not engaging in any community activities, your life suffers for it. It's a, a rich way for you to connect connect to your friends and family or just your community. And I, when this idea was first presented to us, that one of the first things was that the first goals of um, the book club via Messenger Kids was to foster a community of reading. So as, I mean, as we all know, kids from a really young age learn by imitation. And so they will look at what their parents are doing or what their older uh, siblings are doing mm-hmm. and they all copy them and that's how they learn. And so I, I feel as though a child who grows up in a house where, who sees their older siblings chatting online to their friends about books and who discusses books with their parents, is read books with their parents, sees books lying around the house, um, just is going to inevitably become a reader. And I think as we've established through the course of our discussion, that is a, a gift that you can give to your child. Um, it doesn't, you know, as they grow into adulthood, it doesn't matter what they choose to read, but being a reader, um, just it gives you it just opens up a whole world for you. So, yeah, I just think this is one one of the myriad of ways that you can go to that bit of effort to just make sure books are really a part of your child's life and then how and can, a part of their friendship. Yeah, as well, very important. And how can parents set up a virtual kids uh, book club on Messenger Kids? I mean, how does Messenger Kids and Booktopia work together also just to deliver a virtual kids book club online? I'd love to know that also. Okay, well, I mean, my part of it is basically recommending books. But if you're interested in doing it, um, the way that it works is that you download the Messenger Kids app um, to whatever device you're intending to use to manage this, so I, iPad probably. Um, and then it's on the Google Play Store. So you just you download it and then you um, you authenticate your you create like a little account for your child within your messenger kids account and then authenticate your child's device or whatever device you're planning to use depends on if you've depends on the age of the child and if you've given them their own device Mm -hmm. um how you handle that part of it but it's it's very simple to download and then it's completely controlled by the parent the parent can see all the discussions that happens and is able to control it and shut it down if they want to. Like um, the kid is just able to log into it and, and use it. Um, 
So I understand so, that can, can start by setting up a Messenger Kids account, as you just mentioned, but their kids, um, this yeah. is mainly for, for kids aged between 6 to 12 years of age. Is that right? I think, yes, that's the, the age range that we've been recommending because um, I think, but, you know, it's not a hard and fast rule. If you have a five-year-old and you really want to do this, I'm, I'm sure, depending on, you know. Of course. So, so they can, can do it with picture books if you want. Or yeah. their tablet um, and from their parents yeah. can start to build their, their child's connections with family and friends by managing their contact lists um, and yeah. then it's just a matter of managing Booktopia through that um, app as well. Is that right? Yes, and we will have recommendations mm-hmm. for books, but they're just suggestions. And of course. I think, um, you know, our, we'll usually be trying to recommend, like, things that are really new um, or very popular um, to appeal to the most people. But I really, I feel as though if you're looking for recommendations, by all means, like, that's what we're all about at Booktopia and, and you should come to our website We've also got a blog. We love talking about books. We've got our own podcast. So if you're looking for recommendations, we would love to help you. But if you, you know, if you just want to do the book club and you feel confident to pick books, I would just go back to what we were talking about before, which is just try and pick books that are going to tap into whatever your ch- the children are interested in. Mm-hmm. Um, um- and just with them um, getting the book club itself, I mean, typically book clubs meet every month or two. How often are you suggesting that a virtual book club should meet, do you think? I think it depends on, again, the book that they're reading and their age. So if you are doing this for really young kids and you're going to discuss a picture book, um, then you it, it doesn't it takes five minutes to read a picture book with your child. So you could do that weekly and it would be quite easy to manage but if your child is older and they're reading chapter books or middle grade fiction then you want to give the child time to read independently and Mm -hmm. so I guess you would have to talk to all the other parents and sort of pin down what you feel is a based on the speed that your children read like what's maybe you do it monthly um and it's just one book a month it really that's really up to it's going to be different for everyone and um I think the, the beauty of a virtual book club is that the timing of it is so flexible because you're just online. You don't have to think about travelling anywhere or meeting anywhere or booking out like a cafe cafes or, or whatever you <laughs> yeah. Of course. So do you have any tips yeah. how parents can actually best run a virtual book club then? Yeah, so, so the first tip is about choosing your timing. So you just you have to coordinate a time that works for everyone. Like um, with the, the example of grandparents, if you're thinking of doing a really small, intimate virtual mm-hmm. book club with just your, your ch- children and their grandparents, maybe that's a weekly club and maybe that happens, you know, as a, around bedtime, like in the lead up to bedtime because that would be, you know, a great a great time for grandparents to read to their kids. Um, and a lot of families probably just do that organically, but making a whole club out of it and like choosing a book and sharing it with the grandparents and making an event out of it just makes it, you know, a little bit more special and something that the, it has structure so the child can rely on it and look forward to it. 
And in your article also, uh, Booktopia um, provides some top recommendations for every age group. Now, the, the, the book selection for the ages six years to nine years is Zola, what Zola did on Monday. And another one is called um, Timmy, uh, the ticked off pony and the poo of excitement. I love that as a Magnus yeah. book. <laughs> um, and then for uh, book selections for nine to 12-year-olds is Ando's E-Boy and another one, The School for um, Good and evil so do you have any others besides those that you would sort of have um, I guess as your top recommendations oh how much time do you have we could we could go on and on um there's actually a, a sequel to Timmy the ticked off pony that's about to come out oh um, cool fantastic so if your is, yeah if your child's into that one then you can go you can it. pick up the next one and uh in that age range where kids are sort of reading independently but the books are still quite like illustrated and have a like sort of semi-graphic novel feel to it um there's so many great choices like um there's the dog man series uh by dave pilkey there's wimpy kid there's funny kid by matt stanton there's a bad guy series by um aaron blaby um in the article, you list some fun ways that parents um, can extend the book club to give it a more party atmosphere. And some of the other things that you list in the article, I'll read through some of them now, is have some questions um, or activities ready in advance so the kids can engage with them, make sure that everyone gets a turn to say something as well. Um, and we recommend having one question for each child. Also to coordinate a time that works for everyone. So, for example, grandparents may want, may want to read um, with their grandchild um, and in a calmer setting before bed. So while in a group of friends, they may want to catch up and read together um, with morning tea. Another another point yeah. which I think is really good too is keep the session snappy and aim for about 30 minutes. Another tip you give is um, send a video recording to the group the day before to remind them about the book club and to share what they need to bring along um, and what to think before joining the video and chat to to, and, and encourage the kids to send either like a GIF or, you know, um, a sticker just to sort of share their ex excitement. And, of course, that's the whole um, thrill of it integrating, um, you know, messenger kids and having that digital um, sort of, uh, I guess, sort of lens on all of this. And, of course, pick a theme depending on the book and snacks, of course. This is something that's very important as, as well with any book club is having sort of, you know, the, the, the drinks and all the snacks on hand. So having that on hand, I think, is another great thing for parents to be able to keep in mind um, as other kids are going to sort of be sort of um, sitting there sort of munching on whatever they've got at home as well. But there's lots yeah. of things. And I understand that Messenger Kids actually also has a series of fun AR filters that you can use when reading yeah. the books to immerse the kids in the experience. Um, so do you know much about this and or, I mean, we, as I said, we've got all of the links in the show notes, but this is a really interesting feature, don't you think? I think so, yes. I think when I think it's sensible for most kids to obviously have been limited in their exposure to um, these apps that would allow them to use filters and emojis and stuff. I think um, most parents probably don't go gung ho on that, but this provides a safe place where they can start using those things that they've probably, I'm sure, seen their parents yes. sending and stuff and you know it's always a treat to like open that up and let kids try out filters 
Yeah, and I think sort of keeping the encouragement up, of course, when you sort of get to the end of the call, make sure that you send a gift or a sticker just to everyone to say goodbye. All of these wonderful things that the digital world and experiences sort of you know bring into play now as well, which is which is just great. Now, I'd love to know also because in the article you do mention this, um, you know, and I'd love to know what are some of the questions to help prompt discussion with the other kids. Yeah, sure. So I think. I mean, a lot of it, again, depends on the book. And I think if parents have time, it's great if they can read it because then they can prepare really tailored questions. And in most cases, these books are quite short. And in many cases, the parent's going to be reading it to the child anyway. So they will will have already read it. Um, So things like who is your favourite character and why? Um, Because I think when you ask them, they might just give you a one-word answer. And then if you ask them to explain why, then you get a little bit more information about why they're identifying with that character, which is wonderful information for the parent to have as well because they might learn things about their kids that they just weren't aware of. Absolutely. And then what was your favourite part? And again, why? Um, So, again, that helps you sort of identify what did my child love about this story and how can I find other stories that provide that for them? And, um, yeah, just, uh, just things like that. Like if you, you could just, you could ask, you can make the questions a little bit sideways as well. Instead of just saying, what's your favorite character? Maybe you could say, which character would you like to be, um, in the story, which makes it a bit more of a fun exercise for them to imagine themselves inside the story and things like that. And other questions you mentioned, um, uh, you know, did you like how the story ended? Another one, if yeah. you could uh, change something about the story, what would it be? Um, all these types of things as well. Uh, does this book remind you of someone um, and, and of you've seen on TV? And, and as you Yeah. Said, yeah. I mean. I think that's an important one because it, it, it starts kids with the skill of comparing what they've read to other stories. Um, and making those connections that they'll have to do later as they enter adolescence and have to, uh, you know, do English units where they compare different works and stuff. I think it's great to start getting them thinking about why they liked a story. If they didn't like it, how would they fix it? And what would they change? And, yeah, what did it remind you of? And as you said at the start, you know, children mimic what they see and what better way to encourage a love of reading for our kids than for the entire family to sit down for reading time. So I'd just love to know just lastly, are there any other ways that parents can that can keep their kids engaged in reading for the long term? Oh, well, okay. So um, as we discussed earlier, just having books in the house, not even just kids' books, but, you know, books on all subjects and for all ages just in the house um, can just have such a powerful subliminal message for kids that books are important and books are part of our lives. Um, So I would say first and foremost, have some books around if you can. And then the second thing is gift books. So um, gifting books is places value on the books and and teaches kids that this is like a treat and it's a special thing that you give to the people that you care about and that your that your parents give to you um i would say make sure you you discuss books with kids and it doesn't even just have to be the books that they're reading you can tell your child what you're reading like you can tell them in a way that they'll understand this is what 
mummy's reading or this is what daddy's reading and I don't like it because of this or I do like it because it's because this and um that can just be something that you do now and then as a family discussion the same way you discuss most things in life I think you know if you're reading your children will, will show an interest in books so that's the first thing that you can do if books aren't a part of your life but you've identified that you want them to be part of your children's life I think you need to adopt them into your life or else it's not going to work that a child is not going to take you seriously if you say you need to read and they never see you read um so yeah I think it just has to be if you want it for your child you, you have to want it for yourself as well mm-hmm. So if anyone's got any other questions and or want to find out more about how they can sort of start a virtual book club for their kids, uh, where, whereabouts do they go? Uh, well, if you've decided that you want to go this route with the Messenger Kids, then you can go to the Google Play Store and download that. But if you're just keen in the idea in general and want to discuss it and ask questions, um, jump on Booktopia Facebook page or Booktopia Twitter and just ask us we're booktopia is full of people who love books we would love you to reach out well thank you so much for your time today and we'll have links in the show notes but um thank you for all your insightful information today and uh, once again take care and stay safe thanks sarah take care oh thank you okay bye I'm Rachel Monteleone and you've been listening to Kittypedia, the podcast. You can have full access to Kittypedia by visiting our website at kittypedia.com.au or following us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and YouTube. We're all here to help make the world a better place for our children and for generations to come. You can start today by helping us reach other parents by going to Apple Podcast, subscribe, rate and review this podcast. Thank you for listening and be sure to give my love to the kids.